Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast. I'm Hayden, this is Mitch, and this is episode three, which is pretty sweet. It's episode, the second episode of this year, third episode overall, here we are, um, going pretty well. Um, we have some cool news right off the bat is um, we are now on Spotify, which is pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually, for some reason, when we started this, you know, that's the goal, right? Get on as, as many of those streaming platforms as we can. But I thought it was way harder than it was. And I ended up just figuring it out really quickly. And here we are. So guys, now we're streaming on um, Spotify, Google podcasts and Podbean. And what's cool about Podbean is Mitch, I actually have it in front of me. I'm going to just share it with everybody. Guys, please just feel free to, you know, drop us some emails. Um, our email is hillpursuit.gmail.com. And of course you can comment on any of our, um, any of our podcast streaming services or apps, I guess. But uh, yeah, we got a comment recently from, um, from a, I guess I, I can say a close friend of the podcast. He's a, he's a former student that, that I've had and um, went through the same program as, as you, Mitch. So anyway, yes. this, this is Colby Heathner. And last week after um, Colby, just going to give you a little shout out. I know you, you're listening too, which is awesome. But um, after our Do Coaches Need Coaches episode two, um, Colby kind of chimed in and left a, left a comment and here, here it is looking forward to following the development of Mitch's hunting program. Also, I test my teams on true one RM if they've been training with me for over one year. Otherwise I use three RM for my newer athletes. I absolutely think coaches do need coaches helps hold each other accountable. Plus adds in another professional to develop a specific program based on the individual. So pretty awesome. What do you think about that, Mitch? I think it's just cool that he uh, reached out for a comment on the first place. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll take, we'll take that anywhere needed. And then two, a uh, couple things on his comment in itself. So I'm looking forward probably just as much to creating the hunting program as he is to hearing about it. Uh, I actually had a big week in terms of the hunt. We got a lot of things scheduled for it. Um, past couple of days kind of getting the gear list kind of organized nice. that's a whole nother animal and then uh we touched about as you see in the blog you know i we just wrote an article about the whole training max and all that so it kind of shows you that hey he he's sounds like he has his stuff figured out and you know it's kind of who the coach and the athlete he kind of has it gauged already so that's pretty neat a little feedback on it and then uh lastly um the coaches need coaches things. So I, uh, I agree with them probably on all those three points, which is neat. Yeah. Really cool. Colby is, I'm not going to shout out too much of Colby because I think at some point, if you're listening at some point with this podcast, we'll definitely have coaches on this podcast for some interviews and, you know, just, just sit down, bring them on, you know, talk shop and, and just see, see what they're doing with their athletes, things like that. And I know Colby is 
Um, he's actually already expressed interest in doing that. And Sweet. I think that, I think that'd be so cool to kind of get something like that going. So, um, when that, when that time does come, I'll let, you know, we'll let Col- Colby do all of his own shout outs, but I know yeah. he is a coach. Um, he does work with athletes and, you know, when that time comes when, and we're looking forward to it, we'll, we'll just let Colby kind of speak for himself. He's doing some good things and, um, you know, that'll definitely be coming down the pipeline here shortly. So, um, but in other news, I guess, just feel free to continue to look us up. If you're listening, continue to look us up on Instagram, uh, Facebook at Hill Pursuit. Um, I don't know. What else am I forgetting, Mitch? I think we're, we're pretty solid on these intros at this point. That's pretty yeah. much it. Look us up, subscribe to the subscribe yeah. to the podcast, leave comments. This is another thing, Mitch. I kind of check this like a crazy person just because just because <laughs> we're so new, but we do have um, 80 downloads for uh, through the Podbean app at this point, which was the, the first app we started streaming on. So there's some people that are listening, which is really cool. So thank you guys for listening. Um, hey, question for you, man. Um, for the Podbean, do you have to, uh, if they, they click on the link in the website, do they still have to download the app? I had, <laughs> I had some questions on that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure if it's on a smartphone, then yes. Yeah, I, I think so too. I had to just to get yeah. just like so. I think yeah. if you're on a smartphone, then yes. If if you're uh, following along with the blog, which is just hillpursuit.com, um, if you're following along with the blog, you can click those links, and for the most part, I think you'll just be redirected to a website. And I don't think you have to download anything. But I know most of most of the listeners are are through their smartphones, which is perfect but um, yeah just download those apps and um you'll be able to find us easily and subscribe to our channels too which is which is pretty sweet that we're you know diversifying a little bit and and getting some new getting some new uh streaming methods but yeah we have an awesome topic today i love this topic this was this was uh straight from straight from mitch man and he actually uh if you guys are following along with the blog mitch wrote a recent blog about um i think it was actually just part of your training max's blog or maybe it was a different one but it was a separate one it was a separate one where you talked about you know off the top of your head just listing a bunch of different movements or exercises that you can do outside the gym right something like that right am i right absolutely yeah it was just like i think i came up with like a list of 10 where i think i because you know right now we're I don't know how long it's been, but how many, how many people listening or you or I gyms, luckily I'm not going to lie to anyone. I have a little garage gym that I have set up over the years. Yeah. Um, but how long have gyms been shut down since the yeah. whole COVID, you know? Yeah. I think this topic is super, super important, especially now. Um, I actually had a talk about this with some people in academia the other day about how, this is becoming, it's almost like a new, it's almost like a new market in fitness. Yeah. You know, like all these gyms, they've been open for, you know, some of them, you know, five, 10, whatever years, some of them longer, 20 some years. And then boom, out of nowhere, they're not bringing people through their doors anymore for weeks, months at a time. 
and they still have all the overhead that comes with the gym space, right? So, you know, in, in an instant, they these facilities had to create a way to still give content and give coaching to their athletes and their clients and their members. And um, that's why I think this topic of like, what can we do to move around and still work towards our goals when you can't walk through those gym doors and know you're going to get these eight different pieces of equipment that you know you can structure your workout perfectly for, you know? So I think this is just like an awesome topic. Why don't you just give us a little background on, and for me too, honestly, just remind us of what that blog, just kind of what, where you were going with it, where you started and, and then we'll just kind of go from there. I think it just came from, I think it was like something about, I can't, honestly, I I don't remember the name of the exact blog that we titled it, but it had to, along the circumstance or along the line, I should say, of adapting. Adapting, yeah, that's what it was. It was about adapting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought no matter, and I use some different examples that no matter what sport you're in or what profession you may be in, the ability to adapt is huge. You know, it's, um, you read about a lot of successful people. It's, you know, a lot of stressful times. It's how they work through them. How can they change or work through those problems? And right now I thought fitness related or training related, what better time to bring that up in terms of adapting? Absolutely. So, okay. Off the top of your head, what would you say is the number one piece of equipment that an athlete is going to depend on if they get into the gym like what let's say you have a you know a strength power athlete or something or or just a a competitive athlete whatever they walk into the gym what what do they absolutely want to see in that gym when they walk through the doors what do you think i'm not sure it's an athlete from a coach's perspective a rack and a barbell absolutely that was the first thing i was going to say too so Let's talk about that. Let's just kind of start there. Um, I think a lot of coaches would say some form of squatting is absolutely necessary for almost everybody, right? Absolutely. Some form of squatting, right? So it's hard to argue that. What'd you say? It's hard to argue that. I would agree uh, with almost any athlete, strength, endurance, et cetera. I would, I would say the same thing, um, which is actually, that's a great topic for another, another time, but <laughs> So you walk in the gym, right? Um, and your or your athlete, whoever walks into the gym and they want that rack and they want that barbell. Um, where do we go? Where, like, what do we do now with them? You know? So when I think about that scenario, I think, um, I think the first and most important thing as a coach would be to, you know, establish what the athlete has available to them at home right let's let's say you know let's just go back to it was really not that long ago when absolutely everything was closed for a couple months right Mm -hmm. um it wasn't like oh you can be open with a few people or you know you're only kind of open it was you're literally closed for a couple months so so that coaching um the value of the coach kind of just increased exponentially at, you know, at the snap of your fingers. But, um, you know, what does that athlete have available to them at home to mimic, say, 
a front squat, a back squat, whatever. So off the top of my head, I'm thinking, so I, I actually don't have, well, I do, I guess have a gym membership. I, I really only use it for the pool, but, um, I go to a gym that has a pool, so I use it for the pool. But aside from that, when I'm doing my own strength stuff, I feel like I'm a pretty decent example of why we're even talking about this in the first place, because I don't really rely on going into a gym and having barbells and, and plates. And, um, I, I like using some random stuff. So for me, um, and I would hope that my athletes have some accessibility to things like this, but I love kettlebells. I love kettlebells. I love sandbags. I know you love that stuff. I love yeah. weight vests, um, rock sacks, um, TRX and suspension training. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest, my, my overhanging back porch is low enough that I can jump to it and do pull-ups too, you know? So when I think about, when I think about how to get a workout in, my brain does not automatically go to, okay, where's the barbell? I need a barbell. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. What do you think about that? In a controlled setting? Yes. It would go to where's the barbell. All right. All right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Outside of that, no, I would, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's what do I have access to for that athlete? Uh, what am I trying to get during this time frame? You know, what's, what are we ultimately trying to reach at this point, you know, through what maybe this 12, 16 week time frame where there are going to be training at home and uh, how can I put that to use? And you hit some awesome modalities and I, I think the weight, I think a weight vest, like bang for your buck, that is, I mean, you can do so much with it. Any movement you do, you can throw a weight vest on. Absolutely. going to throw a stress on you. Yeah. So I like, I have, I have both. I have a weight vest and I have a rucksack. What do you like better? If I had to choose between the two, definitely yeah. a weight vest. Why, why would you say a weight vest? The reason I would say a weight vest is because uh, you know, trying to do some movements with a ruck. I mean, you can definitely do it, but I mean, doing a front squat with a rucksack, I mean, obviously you could throw it to the front rack position mm-hmm. and do the same thing. I just, I just think, I just think it in terms of comfort and an athlete being able to get into different positions and use it. I mean, you can do a get up with a, with a vest on I guess technically you could do it with a rucksack too, but I think, I think you're spot on when you, you know, comfort, right. I think comfort is humongous because imagine your weight vest is, let's just use a heavier example. Let's say it's like 30 pounds. Sure. Um, If you were to put that 30 pounds into a rucksack, that's going to be a very um, uneven distribution of that weight. You know, it's sitting low on your hips in your lower back. You know what I mean? And if you hike that rucksack up super, super high, it's going to be maybe in the middle of your back. You know, it's not going to be like evenly distributed on your shoulders, your chest, your hips. You know what I mean? So that's, I think the, I think the weight vest for that reason is a lot more functional when you're doing everything because it, the weight is evenly distributed throughout the entire weight vest, the front, the shoulders, the back. And that just takes so much stress off of your lower back, your hips, your running gait, your walking gait, you know, a rucksack is super, super functional. And I love a rucksack, but 
aside from rucking, I don't, I, you know, you're not going to throw it on to do jumping lunges um, necessarily because of the, the way that the weight is distributed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and two, it's say you put a rucksack on and you are doing some sort of dynamic jump with a ruck and I'm getting, we're getting super like really into it. <laughs> yeah. But um, you're jumping up and down in a box, whatever you have inside your rucksack is probably going to be moving around a bunch, you know, yeah, and, absolutely. you know, and something stupid could happen where if you have a weight vest that you strap yourself in, you know, you get a decent weight vest to have Velcro, you, you jump around with it. It shouldn't move all that much. Right. So I think all like bang for your buck and overall, um, being practical. I think, I think a decent weight vest is you can't really go wrong for something at home. Absolutely. Because you can throw that thing on and you can put anywhere between for, for, for the most part, like I have a weight vest that goes up to 40 pounds. Um, I got, I think mine, I have a, a V force. I think the, my, I have like the, the, the actual just shell itself is like 40 pounds. And I have an exterior one I can put on where I can get up to like 70. Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm not saying I'm using that 70 pounds, yeah. all, but if you want to do some loaded lunges, right. just jack it up the weight or do some squats with it, it's there. Yeah. And I, I, I like that you can, you know, go anywhere between that range of even just five to 70 pounds. You know, you don't, it's a lot, I think a lot of people get intimidated when they, they think about a weight vest because, um, they probably just assume that a weight vest has to be super, super heavy. It no, doesn't absolutely. have to be super heavy at all. It just has to be a little bit of extra resistance. And I think in a time like this, when we don't have the extra resistance in the form of, you know, whatever the modalities are in the gym, a weight vest is just such a great option. And it's, you know, they're not super expensive at all. Um, no. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a great one to start. I also am a huge, huge fan of, um, I do a lot of body weight stuff. I know that you do as well, but I love body weight movements. Um, it's funny. I actually, um, if I'm doing like a body weight session, uh-huh. you know, anywhere at 30, 40 minutes, whatever, just body weight movements. Um, I have a bunch of fitness apps on my smartphone and one of them is, is Strava. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a body weight session, I'll call it Ninja work. Okay. Cause I think it's, I think it's like, you know, if you're getting better at moving your own body weight around, you're kind of like training to be a ninja or like an American ninja warrior, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah for that's that's kind of how I think about it. What'd you say? No, I said for all the listeners out there, the, you are definitely our tech guy. So when he's bringing up <laughs> the uh, cell phone, it's like when unconventional success meets conventional success. Like yeah. I, I love I love that I said Strava and you have no clue what it is. It is super, <laughs> super popular. Oh, that's funny. But um, anyway, yeah. So I had a friend one time. He was like, what the heck is uh, ninja work? I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's just body weight stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think body weight movement is super important. Um, I think it's a great foundation for strength work. Um I think it's important to be able to control your own body in space. So, you know, things like burpees, push-ups, lunges. Um, if you have some pirouette stuff that you can do some some movements upside down, whether it's handstand push-ups or handstand walks, whatever. Um, basically, 
gymnastics work. Gymna- you know? Yeah, very easy gymnastics work. Right. Not, and not anything like, oh, we're going on, you know, we're doing um, whatever they call that that cross on the, on the rings no, or anything. No, no, no. no. Nothing they, like that. No. But, no, just easy stuff. You know, all, all um, easy body weight movements, you know, of course, um, squatting, lunging, you can turn it into a plyometric variation, just add a, add a short or a small jump into it, you know, um, quick transitions, change of directions, things like that. Like, I know we're rattling this stuff off, but it's really just a lot of people think this stuff is so complicated, but, you know, put a little structure behind some of these movements. And before you know it, you're 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes into a session and you haven't touched anything. Yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go. I kind of was like, we're rattling this off and like kind of bring it full circle here is yeah. the whole the whole COVID thing right now and not having gym open, gyms open. It There's kind of the, there's two sides, but you have the coaches and the athlete side, right? Where the coach is gearing a program up for an athlete and they're looking at the accessibility. So you have that population and then there's the population of people or the population of athletes like, hey, maybe they're, maybe they're CrossFitters, maybe they're power lifters and you know that's that's their sport and then you have the other population where hey i just i just want to stay fit you know my gym's not open and i'm, I'm looking to stay fit you know you hear people saying i got out of shape covid I, I can't go to the gym i'm not eating good and and uh you know and that's where the whole adaptation thing came into play is we can't covid can't keep being an excuse for everything so oh. get and I think you got to, to me, for me, I don't know how you are, which I have a feeling how I know how you are, just because I know a little bit, is I function way better when I write a plan down. So say, say we know our gyms are going to be closed. If you can put something down in some sort of structured program for yourself, and it doesn't have to be, I don't think it has to be, you can tell, I'm just kind of rattling off in my head here and just kind of wait after I get this out for you to give me some feedback. So maybe write six weeks down of what you want to do and, um, whether you want to train three days a week, maybe two of those days are body weight days where it's an, it's two full body workouts. That's mm-hmm. all body weight movements. And then maybe a day of some sort of, or two days of some sort of conditioning outside, whether you're running, doing sprints. What do you think on that? I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think having, having a structure is, especially in a time like this is, probably the most important thing that's going to keep you accountable, even more than telling someone else what you're doing. You know, I'm a big proponent of, look, you have a goal, tell somebody that you're working towards it and that'll get you to work towards it. Um, I think if I think almost like the more people who know what you're working on, um, the more likely, you know, we're humans, we're selfish, right? So, Oh, I know that Mitch knows this huge goal that I have to deadlift X number of pounds. I better get in the gym. You know, as humans, I think the more people kind of know what we're doing, we're going to work harder for it to kind of, you know, call call this a good or a bad motive or whatever, but we're going to work to almost impress others. Right. So I think that level of accountability is super, super important. But in a time like this, I think you're right that, having that structure is the absolute most important part. So it doesn't take, uh, you know, a, a genius to, to create um, some basic goals over, I'll just stick with your time frame. you know, a six week time frame. Um, yeah. 
if you were, you know, you were working on your aerobic capacity in some way at the gym and all of a sudden you, you don't have the tools that you still had, well, write down exactly how often you want to be working towards that goal every week. If, if you are still employed, you have your job, you're working five days a week, your availability is still the same as it was when you were going to the gym. So if you were at that gym three, four, five days a week, whatever it was, that needs to stay consistent. You know, mm -hmm. I think, I think that's really important. So that's the first step I think is, you know, kind of transpose your, your schedule from pre shutdown to shutdown. And if you have the same avail availability, keep that same, keep the same time frame. If it was okay. six, if you worked out at five 30 or 6am, yeah, your gym might be closed and it might be dark outside, but get up and work out at the same time. Cause you're still free at that time. You know, now there's some people who, you know, some people aren't free at the same time. Some people are working more. Some people are, are working way less if maybe even not working at all. Right. So right on. go ahead. You got something? No, no. I said, I, I am agreeing with you. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are, those are harder situations. Let's be completely honest. Those are harder situations. If you're a nurse getting called in, um, to some of these really high, high infectious areas or, you know, um, hospitals that have, um, a lot of people that, that do have COVID or they have a high demand for people to treat it. I mean, <laughs> you might be working a 24 hour shift. You might be working a 48 hour shift. Yeah. You know, your availability might've just completely got flipped upside down. So, we're not really talking to those people right, right at this second. You know what I mean? Um, the, uh, the energy it takes to do that is, is clearly more important than um, finding an hour every single day within a 24 hour block to, to train hard. Right. So that's not what we're saying. You know, we're not saying neglect your, <laughs> neglect your job and neglect helping yeah. other people save yeah. their lives to, to exercise. That's not it at all, but more so the person who, who has, has maintained their lifestyle aside from. Um, and, even, and even for that nurse that's working 48 hours, you know, it may be they had, maybe they did write it down where they were trying to take care of themselves and yeah. um, they're trying to train four days a week and say they, I mean, they're obviously having huge demands right now and say they had to work a 48 hour shift. That's okay. Maybe they don't get that four days a week in this week. Maybe they only get that two days in. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and, but you know, if, if they, at least they recognize that that's okay. You yeah. know, it's, it's the part where I think it goes, it can turn sideways in is where someone might have that week. And then after that, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm cashing it all in at this point, you know, yeah. there's, I'm, not coming back from it, which I think that's where you kind of got to watch where you are. Okay. I'm done. Cause if I'm only getting two weeks in a day for the next month, what's the purpose Two two that's eight sessions in a month. That's better than zero. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you said it today, but you might've said it when we talked earlier, but you were like, you know, it's not your normal program, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think that's, yeah, I've heard that quote somewhere else. And I think yeah, you, you extrapolate those two days a week. And let's say you're going to the gym five days a week. And all of a sudden, you can't exercise more than twice a week because your job demand and your gym closed, whatever. Um, 
two days a week and you extrapolate that not just to a month, Mitch, but what about like two months? You know, that's, it's not just eight sessions now, now it's 16 sessions, you know, yeah. maybe another two weeks. Now it's 20 sessions that you, if you're someone who looks at that and says, well, going from five days a week to two days a week is pointless. I'm just going to relax and wait until this blows over. If that's you, like you're wasting so much time, you mm -hmm. know, like get in your workouts as best as you can. Exercise is a thing where it's like, you know, some is good and more is better, but mm -hmm. anything, anything's better than nothing. Sure. You know, and I don't, I don't think you said it today actually, but I know you said it recently and I think that's ex exactly correct. And I, I like that you said that, but um, just cause it's not your normal structure doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's, it's bad and, and useless. So, um, yeah, it don't, don't let this stuff be an excuse. Um, don't let the availability of these facilities be an excuse. Um, and frankly, if you're able to, if you're able to continue to support that facility as a small business, then, then do it and use the resources that they're offering. I know at least out by me, a lot of the facilities, if they had to close or temporarily close, um, they're still offering a lot of remote services i don't know about you what about out there honestly i have no idea yeah um, i know some of like uh you know some of its uh, personal choices um i honestly don't know gym wise but i'm just going to kind of go off of another uh thing here just to kind of for maybe some people but the programming might not be their thing or yeah yeah so for me i'm like i'm a huge person where i have to put something down on paper like that i and I think it holds me accountable. And uh, so say you have a goal of where we talked about the six weeks. So you, your gym shut down six weeks. I think maybe write something down where, you know, and I'm not, we're not saying we're not practicing. We're not telling you you have to do this. But I think it's something that could help is, right, hey, I want to get in the gym three days a week for the next six weeks, you know, I think. And you can tell me if this is something that's different or whatever you think about it. I'm going to get in there three days a week. It's going to be three full body days um right out what those days are going to be and uh, you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be monday wednesday friday it can be a three day within a seven day period you know and and stick to it and uh see what happens after those six weeks and then you can revisit it yeah i like that the only the only thing i would say is and i know you know this but i just want to clarify and i know i know you just didn't clarify it that's all but if you're doing the same thing back to back days, make sure, you know, try to change it up. Don't, you know, don't oh, overstress. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it doesn't need to, Mitch is right. You're right. You don't, it doesn't need to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but if it is back to back days, don't do the same exact thing on back to back days. That's all. But correct. Yeah. yeah. And all three um, sessions can be different. You know, yeah. I'm just, this is a very, this is very general. Yeah. Broad. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> make every session a little bit different. Don't, don't overstress the same you know, in an easy, easy ex explanation, don't overstress the same part of the body on back-to-back -back days or the same muscle groups on back-to-back -back days, or just do your best to avoid it. Um, there's going to be a little bit of overlap, of course, with some different movements and as assistance muscle groups and things, but yeah, um, I love that. I think um, setting a goal is great, but I think, I think you're right that writing it down is it's like a whole nother level of 
um, dedication and accountability. You know, it's great to say, say to myself before I go to sleep, okay, I'm going to exercise three days a week. But mm-hmm. until, until I put those three days a week on paper, I can't really see it happening. Um, there's nothing really forcing me or, you know, encouraging me to get out of bed um, the next day, unless I know, okay, tomorrow I have X, Y, and Z that I'm going to work on. And on top of that, this other skill, I don't want to lose. So I'm going to put in some time to practice and do some skill work at the same time. If I know I'm doing that in the morning, I'm going to sleep a little easier if I don't know what I'm doing, but I know, Oh, I want to work out. It might be a little tougher to get out of bed, you know? It kind of takes the thinking away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it easier for yourself. Plan a little, find some time, sit down, plan ahead, write the workouts and the programs down. And um, it's only going to help you in the long run, you know, especially now, like look where we are Um, at least in Pennsylvania, you know, today's what January 13. We were closed for three weeks, just a week ago. (laughs) Everything was closed for three weeks for just a week ago. And um, you, you, we just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the next week, the next couple months. Um, uh, one of the recent podcasts and blogs, I talked about my, like my schedule for the year, you know, in October of this year, we might sit down and do a podcast where, <laughs> I'm crying because I didn't do anything this year. <laughs> we're having the same conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, and that's the thing, though. We don't know that. No, we don't. So you can't, you can't let, um, you can't let the unknown be your excuse for not still working on your craft or still working at your fitness or whatever skill you're trying to improve or anything, you know, you can't let the unknown suck you away from your goals. Right. I think it's, I think it's a good time to get involved in something you may have, you know, if you're in the gym a lot, I think it's a good time to maybe get involved in something. Maybe you wouldn't have gotten involved with inside the gym. Maybe you were a strength athlete and you always wanted to do some running yeah. type event. You know, what, what better time yeah. I think, than now it's maybe you just have to, change it up a little bit and enjoy the ride a little bit instead yeah. of looking at it as a, uh, always as a doom and gloom type thing. Yeah. That reminds me actually, uh, you know, we're talking about activities that we can do and movements and exercises that we can do with the gyms being closed. I mean, it may not be for everybody, but since you said that, I'll bring it up. It does not get easier than running. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> get easier than running. You wake up, you put on your shoes, you walk out the door, you <laughs> run one direction, you turn around, you run home. I mean, it does That's not. the most primal thing you can do. It, it is. It's, and it's so easy. You know, you don't need to put more into it than that. If you're just starting, or like you said, if you're someone who maybe doesn't run a whole lot, but you know, here we are and we don't know what's going to happen the next few weeks or months or this year, you know, and you want to start it, put your shoes on and just walk out the door and run, just go run. You don't have to run fast. You don't have to run far. 
just go try it. <laughs> it's super, super easy. Um, and you never know what it'll turn into. Maybe you'll be doing 400 sprints or, you know, mile intervals or tempo run. You never know what you'll be doing in a, in a few weeks to a few months. Yeah. I was out scouting deer for like a couple hours yesterday. There you go. I was out in the woods and just was doing some scout work, my dad and I. So, you know, get out woods, get out in the outdoors. You know, it's a good time for it. You know, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm, it's a, it's a good time, I think, to enjoy the outdoors. You know, when this all kicked off, I seen people outside doing like a bunch of kayaking. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's just to, you know, enjoy, enjoy that part of it. You know, we're, we're forced to be outside for once. Yeah, we are. We're forced to be outside. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Take advantage of that. I mean, there was a time where bike shops, you couldn't even walk in there to get any service or get any parts because right. the demand was so high because everyone was buying a bike. Anyone, so. Yeah, so um, the same with running. I mean, you, if you're someone who runs and you go out on a local trail, these past few months, you've probably seen more people on the trail than you even knew could run <laughs> you know like I, there's been some days where i've seen so many people out either even if i'm just driving past a, a trail i see so many people out so many cars so many bikes i mean it's really really cool like a lot of people are taking advantage of this so um you know this hopefully if you're if you're listening you know you you got something from this and and you found some motivation to you know maybe develop some some good habits for right now and habits that could also translate to maybe something more long-term because we, again, we really don't know where we're going to, I mean, we don't know, we don't know where we're going to be in a month. We don't know where we're going to be next week. Um, Unfortunately, we could be having this talk a year from now. I know. I I mean, we we might, you know, we don't know. Yeah, Yeah, we might. So um, go form some good habits, write your stuff down. Um, Stay active and remember that, uh, you know, some is good, more is better, and anything's better than nothing. So I think that was really good. I like that you said that earlier. But anyway, what else you got? You good? You got anything else? Yeah, leave comments and questions. I like, we like those, and uh, that gets us thinking. It kind of keeps the ball rolling. So uh, that's, that's huge. I, I really, really like those as we move forward here. Yes, absolutely. So, like, we did. Tell them where they can do it at, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said earlier with, with Colby's comment, I mean, we, we want more of that, you know, so um, leave us some comments, shoot us some emails and um, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. You know, we'll, we'll make sure that everybody can hear um, what our listeners are asking and, and we want to continue to do that moving forward. So yeah, the blog, uh, the website, our website is just www.hillpursuit.com. Um, you can leave comments on literally any of the streaming services for the podcast. You can leave them on, uh, Podbean, Google podcasts, and most recently you can leave it on Spotify, which is pretty sweet. Um, and of course you can email us at hillpursuit.gmail.com. Um, any questions at all, you can shoot us through that email, um, programming questions, questions about the podcast, maybe things you don't want to ask publicly or comment publicly, shoot us an email. We're happy to chat a little bit, but um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Hill Pursuit. So check those out too and subscribe, leave some comments, 
share with your friends and what else you got mitch yeah tell us what you're doing maybe to to get through this because maybe one thing you give us is going to help someone else but besides that's all i got for this week yeah couldn't agree more thanks for listening guys and we will see you next time